Hi guys, I'm Betsy. And I'm Kaylee. And this is the Nacho Mama Pod, part two. Part two. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Navigating the Holidays. This is our part two, talking about the kidless and kid-free community. Yes, we are going to give you our top tips and tricks for um, navigating this holiday without kids. Um, we believe your happiness matters. It is super important. And this, like we said, is part two. Awesome. If you guys want to check out how we're doing or what we're sipping on, go ahead and jump back over to part one. We're not going to repeat ourselves um, and make jealous, make Betsy jealous of my oh, amazing beer over here again. Drinking a delicious beer. <laughs> <laughs> my peanut butter porter. Um, but with that, how we'll frame this t- part two episode is very much like the part one. We're going to go through our top tips for navigating the holidays without kids. We do have a few more because I do feel like, at least for me, this is emotionally a little bit more um, impactful in a negative light to me. So we'll go through those. We'll go through some um, suggestions we have on finding kidless things to do because unlike a chronic illness, you can choose to experience the world differently. Chronic illness is kind of always there. And then we'll kind of wrap up with our advice again, if that sounds good. Yeah, I think that sounds great. Why don't you kick us off with your first tip? So this is my favorite tip. Like tip is to start your own childless traditions, whatever that may be. Um, Last year in particular, we chose to just do stocking stuffers, which was cool for us. We didn't need a ton of stuff. And um, we decided we were going to make Italian donuts from scratch. So I think they're called Zeppoli. Zapoli, something like that. I'm so we had correct you if you're wrong. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but it's fine. Any Italians that want to correct me, you're welcome to. <laughs> so we made donuts from scratch and we had mimosas and it was the perfect start to our morning. And I'm like, I was just cherishing every moment of it. And I was like, this is so much better than exchanging gifts. Oh I loved God. it so much. I love that. Let's keep talking about how we make things positive before we go into how to like survive things. I think that's amazing. I mentioned it in part one. I want to travel to get away for the holidays. And that's kind of that same kind of thought, like making my own traditions, but no one says the holidays, I have to be stuck at home doing the family dinners or hanging out with people's children. It could mean I go book a flight and go wherever or go rent an Airbnb, which are usually free this time of year. And take my dogs. How much better would Christmas be if you're on a beach in Mexico? Is I'm, I'm just saying. saying. Like, I'm just saying. I mean, I don't. I don't need. I, I do like snow on Christmas Day, but I'd be okay with some white sand. Yeah, or go up into the mountains and get a cabin or, yeah. and just experience something different. Um, I think that's really cool. I also like the fact that there's more and more local things or things you can travel to specifically for kidless or kid-free adults. So there's kidless, kid-free, adult-only holiday parties, adult-only resorts, things like that where you can say, I'm making an active decision to be around grown adults and grown adults only. Yeah. Now to add to that, um, I think that this kind of goes with creating your own traditions. One of my favorite things that we do is um, with a, with two of our friends, actually now we added an additional couple this year 
is we do what's called pajamas and we make like a super fancy dinner. We alternate whose house, whose hosts it. Yeah. And we make like a really, really fancy dinner and um, we just wear our Christmas pajamas, but it is the greatest because it's like, no, there's no kids. There's no family. I mean, actually, technically my husband is cousins with one of them, but that doesn't count. Yeah, no, 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 like, obligation family. Yeah. Friends. It's, it's <laughs> like, we've all said, like, that's one of our favorite events of this season because it is so relaxed. Like, there's no pressure. And yeah. it's my favorite. I joined Uprising's Child Free Women game night this week, and which was really, really fun. Um, one of the reasons I got attracted to it, I don't know if I will ever do it because – I get uncomfortable pretty easy, uh, but why I'm attracted to her program or site or whatever is because I saw this post. They did child-free women-only vacations, and they're about to go somewhere real cool. Um, now, I get really bad anxiety. I would have to have, like, a personal friend with me before like I could me. be comfortable taking that jump. Yeah, like, <laughs> so if you ever want to go on one of these, I'm game, but doing I, it all by myself, I'll take a trip I don't anywhere. Know. I don't care. Yeah. I don't know but that the I would idea, go by myself either. But the idea of, like, and, and that's kind of part of the reason why I joined the game night is to start to get to know these women and, you know, maybe make another friend. Um, but the idea of, like, purposely deciding I'm doing a vacation and the goal is to be adults and then to have another layer on that the goal is to be kid free women and celebrate each other I was just like that is so organically magical and I can't wait to get there yeah I know I've had a conversation with a few people about doing a uh, childless women's retreat as well yeah like just a long weekend which would be an incredible experience I think so I think so Maybe, maybe it'll come up in your future. Maybe not your maybe. mama pod will be a part of it. <laughs> Who knows? Let's talk through our tips to survive. Maybe some of the areas that we feel like are, are needing to be mindful about. Sure. Um, I think that one of them is allowing time for your emotions, like yeah. allowing time to feel whatever feelings may come up. Grief. It. Yeah. Grief can come up at any time. Yeah. Um, especially at some time as like traditional and sentimental as Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm speaking of Christmas directly. Obviously there are hundreds of other holidays that yeah. are meaningful to other people, but yeah, I think that of any of the seasons, Christmas can be one of the hardest for you to be childless because it's so child focused. Yeah. So I feel like the whole holiday season, like, I, I, I start to get triggered at Halloween because you see all the pictures of the kids in their costumes and they come by your house. Um, I purposely did not hand out candy this year because I just, I didn't want to be a part of it. And it's funny because the years that I was very like unable to process my grief, I was still engaged in it. And now that I've started to cope and feel good and feel like I'm on the path to a kid free, I just don't have an interest in it. So I'm not right. going to do it. Um, but I feel like sometimes Halloween is triggering to me Thanksgiving for me is always low key. So it's not too bad. And then when I start to get into the Christmas feel, it's hard because the movies I love from childhood, the right. Christmas Santa, the, all of that sort of stuff, it's just very kid focused. And it's hard if you are just trying to be strong that whole time. Yeah, there are definitely some traditions that I would have passed down had I had kids. 
So I think that's yeah. probably one of the harder things. Like we make this, um, I think it's a German coffee cake. We call it, it's called Kuchen. So we do a baking day mm-hmm. every year. So that's our, our day is Saturday this year. And um, that's been like passed down from my mom's grandma to my grandma to my mom. And so that's like one of those things, like, thankfully, like my nieces will be able to pass it along, hopefully, but yeah. I will never get to pass that along to anyone. So yeah. that's one of those things that can be like triggering sometimes. So you know what? And I don't, I don't have his permission to share. So hopefully my brother doesn't care. My brother does have a daughter, so he's not child free, but he always wanted to also have a son. And he uh, told me years back, one of the hardest things for him was that our family name is not going to be passed down. And he has a struggle every time it's like the holidays and he sees all the cards come in and he realizes like his family is going to be the last family utilizing that last name. That was actually one of, yeah, that was one of my husband's hardest things is because there'll be no one to carry on our last, his last name. And so that was absolutely, it's a valid trigger regardless Mm -hmm. of whether you have one child or not. I mean, that's totally reasonable. And it's, it's from that to, I always talked about how family gifts would be open for the kids on Christmas Eve and Christmas day is saved for Santa. Cause that's the way I grew up. And it's just, it's hard to cope. Um, the second thing that comes to mind for me is being the kid less kid free adult, uh, traveling requests of me, I feel like are sometimes a little bit more and honestly my personal opinion unfair I get asked to go other places because they have children and they want to spend the holidays at home and unfortunately the the trade-off is if you don't go we don't do the holidays together anymore so I feel oh, like there's a, some yeah, expectation there that I'm flexible I can be the one to move um so I said that as my second tip or my advice is I think the burden of saying that you have to travel because you're the one without kids is just bull hunky and you should never travel unless you want to now if you travel because you could go see your amazing 16 year old niece and it's super fun okay that's great you enjoy it right but there's no obligation that says you have to travel it is still a relationship with your family member one-to-one the roads work both ways and if they don't want you then go travel to somewhere across the ocean and sit on a beach without white sand Yep. I agree. <laughs> Again, my family's not local. So yeah, I think I have different. those pressures on me a bit more than maybe if you're just driving across the town. But yeah, I have to drive literally the farthest I have to drive is 40 minutes um, <laughs> for my dad's Christmas. And it's not that big a deal. So it is very different for me. We do house hop though um, yeah. on Christmas day. So it is overwhelming and a lot, but um, no, I, I don't have quite those same travel expectations like across the estate or so. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys do for gift giving in your family? Is it gifts for everyone gifts just for the children? So I'm one of six kids. Mm-hmm. So um, we actually exchange names, even my nieces and nephews and um, each family has however many names of the number of people you have, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, adults typically get adults and usually kids get a kid's name. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't often have my nieces or nephews names, but yeah. I think that's awesome. That actually would have been my recommendation to anyone that feels like gift giving is hard is to 
do a secret Santa if you can. Um, so that way there's like, you're only obligated to get for one person. And I really like how you guys kind of do kids and adults. Yeah. I think it's one just maybe mention for my, our listeners that aren't kidless or kid free, maybe more of a like, Hey, just think about the situation. And if you think you could do it in a way that maybe takes less pressure off of a party that doesn't have kids, I recommend it. Cause I mean, gifts are no joke. That is a financial it is a if, I mean, it really if somebody's is. a family of six, of seven, and you are a, a single unit, that's a very big difference, like cost point for people. Absolutely. And I don't think people of kids always recognize that. And I don't think the answer is just buy for the kids. I think you need to also think about the adults and do some adult one-on-one. Um, and for me, I always just ask my people in my life to do something with me. So let's plan a date let's plan uh go out let's plan a trip let's go have some fun instead of you buying something I love experience gifts they're my absolute favorite I do not need materialistic things but like Mm -hmm. yeah I love a a day trip a Broadway or (laughs) something I just love an event um so that kind of keys into it and I don't know this may be just more of a personal trigger for me but I definitely wanted to mention it in case other people experience it I have to be very careful with whom I shop with when it comes to the holidays because I don't want to damper their joy to buy the child, children gifts, the children clothes, to talk about being a grandma or whatever. But my heart can't always just go spend two hours in the kids' clothes section. So, so yeah, I think you that's absolutely boundaries. Per- <laughs> boundaries. Boundaries is yep. a huge thing. Um, I actually don't like to shop with hardly anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you like me? You're an aggressive shopper, aren't I you? I am. I am so aggressive. <laughs> oh, I love this. I just, Would you like, have expected this out of me? No. I no. think it's why I love it so much. Because <laughs> I think if anybody heard the two of us talk, they'd be like, Kaylee has some aggression and she's probably really poor in a grocery <laughs> store. And Betsy probably talks to everyone. And Betsy yeah. wants to run you over with her cart. Betsy will run you over with her card. A hundred percent. Guys, watch your ankles. Watch yeah. your ankles. Get out of my way. If you... I'm just okay, kidding. so Betsy's key advice here is don't shop with anyone because you don't want to be frustrated. How fast, how much faster does it go when you're by yourself? That is true. <laughs> and I don't like when people want to take me down aisles that I don't need items on. And that yes. does relate to Christmas yeah, shopping, but I don't need that. It's fine. Um, and then with our chronic illness episode, we did talk about the benefits of online shopping. And I think yes. you can definitely apply those here. If you feel more comfortable doing the shopping from the inside of your own house, do it. You are empowered. Absolutely. Um, I think the next one is family photos and cards. Like how do you deal with opening up a card for a fa- of a family? Can I ask you uh, a yeah. really like direct question? Uh-huh. Do you get a lot of like, holiday cards with like family photos or sweet notes or whatever during the holidays I actually don't I get like very few cards I feel like also are you in the midwest for real though like I I don't know you don't do midwestern goodbyes and you don't get tons of cards I I get some cards like my family my mom's really good about sending out cards and you know there are certain people that in my life who I get cards from I just, I feel like 
many people do cards anymore and I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I don't know. On that. Um, but also well, that really sets up my question, Pork, because my question for you was gonna be like, do you feel obligated to put them out on display? No, I don't at all. Even do you, if we get you, cards. Do you do the oh great file of in the trash can? Yes. <laughs> my husband actually gets really mad about this because I am I I'm sorry, anyone who's listening who is going to send me a card. Yeah, I'm really sorry. But I do. I look. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. I thought of us. But what am I supposed to do with that card at that point? Like, I appreciate it. You look beautiful. If you sent a picture, I appreciate your note. If you wrote me a note, I'm going to file that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I feel the same way. No, obviously, if if it's my niece's. Yes, your pictures will stay in my house somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, but if it's like my cousin's family, you guys look real, real good, and I'm gonna recycle you. Yes. <laughs> I just I don't I don't feel obligated. And I think it also is a layer of protection for my heart. Like what if I mm-hmm. woke up and I was having a really emotional day and then I walked out to my fridge and was like, There's twenty families with kids and yeah. it's not like I'm not gonna put myself in that that risk so you should you should protect yourself in any way you feel is right and I did used to do uh Christmas cards with my dogs and maybe I'll try it again because I have a dog that likes dressing up but I just I don't want extra stress so I appreciate the cards I usually call or text you back and I love you yeah that's about all I got on that yeah so the other thing that comes this time of year whether it's paper or digital is there's so many announcements so many pregnancy announcements yeah I've saw um, I've seen at least three today yeah I think that's another one where you have to decide to protect your heart or yeah. um, a little bit of self-preservation goes a long way like if you see someone posting online mm-hmm it's okay to mute that person. Like it is, there's nothing wrong with that at all. So yeah, yeah, I think self-preservation is important. And I will give a little PSA out there. If you are an individual that are not kid for your kid less, but maybe you have friends that don't have children or family members that don't have children, whether you know if it's intentional or a problem or they're just not there yet. I really really encourage you guys to not do announcement gifts it is the most devastating thing to be put in a position where you have to immediately be happy because eyes are on you and you're taking away that minute to process it I don't like somebody giving you like a onesie saying like you're going to be an aunt or something like that okay which is which is super traditional. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, I when I that. was pregnant, I, I went and gave random gifts. I gave my dad this tiniest pair of cowboy boots to tell oh. him I was with child. Um, it's really cool. I love that excitement. I love the idea about it. Being on the other end, having miscarried. Yeah. Yeah, that's putting you on the spot in a really, mm-hmm. really tough situation because you don't know how your grief is going to like manifest itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be in a hundred different ways. And if it's really upset or like really, really strong emotions, that's not something I would want to process in front of anyone else. Yeah. So, and I think, I think it's just a cool reminder to people maybe who haven't had child loss, just to think about, you know, you don't know everybody's circumstances. It's still an area that is treated with very much shame and hush, hush tones. If you don't know, then maybe just go off the side of caution just to protect the people you love. Yeah. 
Um, with that, we kind of hit, hit on being around people. So how do you deal with, with and maybe not now, but back in the day when people would question you, when are you having children or giving you bad advice or asking the inappropriate questions? You know, it is honestly, it's a very hard question for me to answer because I think I've blocked so much, so much out. Yeah. Um, it is really, really hard for me to remember people asking me those what kind of questions. What would you do if your little sister decided she wasn't going to have children and she was getting ready to experience this? How would you tell her to respond to people? Maybe that's a better approach. Yeah, that probably is. Oh, I would tell her to be honest, be like, I no, I'm I don't think I'm gonna have kids. I'm comfortable with that decision. Um, I would tell her to absolutely speak her truth, which I think is what I should have done. I don't know that that would have been how I would have responded then. Um, now I would have. I would have been like, oh no, yeah. I had a hysterectomy a year ago. We can't have kids. Um, or are you kidding? Like you want us to have kids? Look at our life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not entering a kid into this life because this is good. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, I think that's amazing advice. I I highly encourage them. Mind your business. Not the yeah. place. Not appropriate. I also encourage you not to put too much effort in if it's something that doesn't matter. Like yeah. I I do like I do believe a quick, in that. <laughs> no. Yeah, a I'm quick no. Away. Sometimes saves you. Yeah. And I think I talked about that a couple weeks ago when I was at my sister's event, someone asked me and, um, I, I just quickly said, no, I don't, I don't kids. And I turned and I just continued my conversation with my little sister. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that that was a little bit of like, not wanting to get into it, not wanting to make anyone uncomfortable and just moving on. Like, like, I don't, sometimes your peace of mind or the notion you don't have to spend explaining something to someone is worth it's the right path for you yeah um I think that's something I still struggle with at times when people ask me when you're gonna have children or whatever and I do think the fact that sometimes family members can have those conversations before you even enter the room is like the best thing my favorite thing yep uh what about events you go to do you go to every invite? Do you go to the same ones every year? I, I tend to be really overly selective of what I want to participate in. So how do you approach it? Yeah. So we have very specific events that we do go to. We are very booked in the month of December. Like we have something every single weekend and it is exhausting. By the time January comes around, we are like, we're not talking to anyone. <laughs> That's um, so funny. I, on the yeah. other hand, try to get as much relaxation and stress-free life as I can get. Like people are busy. So sometimes they don't notice if you just don't want to go. Yeah. My dad has lived out of town for the last, I don't know, 12 or so years. So Mm -hmm. they, they have a specific Saturday of a Christmas every year. However, they just moved in back in town, like literally last week. Um, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. So they, we still will do a Saturday with them. But it is, it's like, I have baking day this week. I have a Christmas next week. I have, we have pajamas the next week and then it's actual Christmas. So it's just. you're enjoying all those things, it's totally yeah. worth it. And if you're but, not, then be selective with what you do. Yeah. But I will only make sure I have one thing to do. Like one day of the weekend. I make sure I always have one other day of rest. 
to recover, to do your yeah, prep, to do whatever I want to do. Yeah, I I stick mine to it, but like I've been very traditional. With like Christmas Eve has always been at my dad's, and so we'll plan that months in advance. Um, and then obviously, like with my mom being out of town, I may not catch her. So we're just really organic. I end up doing it last Friday because they yeah, came into town, nice. right? Just trying to be very flexible is important for me. And then to not overstress myself about getting there and making everything happen. Like I'll get up and get around. I make sure I work out before every yep. time I have a family event because That's I put good... the effort into myself first. Yeah. So I will absolutely get my stress and anxiety out first at the gym in the morning or doing yoga or something. I know if I do that, I'm going to be a better sport about the whole day and yeah. be able to cope better with whoever well I feel like if I invest in me and make sure I'm doing the things to make me happy and not giving up things that I want right then I tend to deal better with the circumstances that make me uncomfortable I agree with that I and I think like for me working out helps me process things better anyways I think it helps me to be more clear-headed and maybe a little bit more um good at responding to the uncomfortable situations I couldn't have said it better uh I we have went through a lot of these couple left I think the next one you added but I'm going to steal it from you because I feel like you've actually became this extension for me so finding support talk to a fellow kidless or kid-free friend um having that sort of support system I've been texting Betsy like oh I may have to do this thing that makes me uncomfortable and just being able to have somebody who understands where I can just say, this is why it makes me uncomfortable. I don't know if I want to see this individual and just being able to like express it and not hide it inside has made a lot of situations easier for me. It is so important. Like I still need that. I mean, I'm pretty far along in my healing journey, but there are people that I will be like, Hey, this situation's making going to make me uncomfortable and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, it's going to be people who understand people who have struggled with infertility or people who are childless. Like, yeah, this is not anything to do with Christmas, but I won't go to baby showers. Like, yeah, that's a self-preservation thing on my part. And there are certain people that understand that. And I think that that is a very one-to-one ratio and we will do a podcast on saying no to baby showers because I feel like for some reason, that's such a hard thing to say no to. And probably the most needed. Yeah. Nope. That's a a super important one. And that was a big deal for me. Yeah. I love that. And I love, and thank you. Thank you, by the way. Thank you for being that support system for me. Cause uh, I think it's very important the way you said, find a support system that's kidless or kid free, because I have a really good support system, but somebody that actually understands like yeah, without me having to emotionally verbalize like why this is difficult for me. Right. And then yeah, your advice is really meaningful. And, well, thank you. And right back at you. Like you're very important to me. Like I, yeah. Did we I, just become best friends? Yup. <laughs> this just became the mushy gushy show. <laughs> yes, girl. Uh, but I agree. And if you don't know somebody, if you haven't been blessed to meet a Betsy in your life, social media for the right groups, I think is really important. There's been a lot of kid-free events or support groups that I have just started seeing because I'm following those accounts this holiday season. Yeah, they're out there. You just have to find them for sure. 
And then our very last one is again, yours. And I think it's golden. Uh, explain what your ex- exit strategies are and how those help you. So um, we kind of talked in the last episode about, or the last part of the episode about having a plan to leave a situation if you're uncomfortable. I feel like it's really important that you don't feel like you're obligated to stay anywhere that you are mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Have a plan, have a 911 text with your spouse or have a 911 text with your support system. Be like, hey, mm-hmm. if I'm uncomfortable, you're going to be like, call me and get yeah. me out of here. Or you can just be like, I'm only staying for two hours and then I'm leaving. And Do you it's- want to know what the most powerful phrase ever I've learned is? I'm going to go ahead and head out. I have a prior obligation. I have a prior obligation. There you go. Nothing more. Nothing less. I have a prior obligation. I did that last night through the game night because I knew I was going to be uncomfortable to be there for a full hour with where I was mentally and physically. And so I plan to work out. (laughs) That's my prior obligation, but I have a, I have a workout time. I have a prior obligation. I'm going to leave after the first round. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if you know you're going to be uncomfortable, have a plan for leaving. Yeah. it It's important. I mean, even if you're like, okay, well, I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm tapping out. And I'm really going to be in a Houdini when I don't feel obligated, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to practice that exit strategy. And knowing me, it's probably just going to be very bluntness yeah. um, with the holidays this year with my family and just saying, hey, I'm, I'm ready to go now. I'm going to go. Honestly, that's how it is most of the time with me. I'll be like, okay, like we're done with gifts. We're done with food. Like I know my family will sit around and play games for a while, but I'm not always there like mentally for it. So yeah, yeah, I'm usually ready. So I'll be like, okay, bye. (laughs) I feel like I am learning to do this a little bit with children's birthday parties. They're Mm -hmm. my new baby shower. I still go. Um, The minute gifts are done or cake's done, I'll just leave. I just say, hey, I've I've, I've been here. I'm going to go. So it's my new version of saying no. Yes. Um, if I still feel obligated to go, then I set the period of like, this is when you think it's okay to leave. And if it got really bad before that, I definitely exit. But in, if not, I already have like my time frame set out that I'm going to go ahead and leave this engagement. Yeah. I almost always give myself a time frame. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much my, my way of doing things. I'm not going to get stuck somewhere for a long time. <laughs> no way. If I feel like staying longer, I will, but Yeah. So let's jump into our advice for the holidays. Um, As much as I think there's really good resources online, I think if you're in a bad place mentally or emotionally or you don't want to be triggered, I really suggest staying away from social media or muting a lot of accounts if you're going to be on there. Yeah, it's so easy to mute accounts. Do that if, if you need to protect your heart. Absolutely do. Definitely. Um don't feel obligated. You know, I think we reiterated that several times. Like it's super important that you don't feel obligated to go to places like Mm self-preservation. I keep saying that term, but it is so important. Like it is really, really important that you protect yourself in whatever way you need to. Yeah. And my message is still holidays are for happiness and joy and if you're doing something that impacts either of those for you, it's not the right move for you. If you go somewhere and you're excited about it and it goes south and you're no longer having fun, it's okay to leave because you should yeah. be happy. Yeah. Uh, 
And then if somebody talks to you at those events or you're asked something or you know a question is going to be a trigger for you, prep your response, be prepared. Just showing up and getting caught off guard, I feel like is something you can control because you know what's going to hurt you. And while you may not have like the word for word response because people may ask you something a little bit to the left, you know how you feel and you know what you're uncomfortable discussing. So just don't or say you're, you know, no, no, thank you. Yeah, so tell them if you're not comfortable discussing it. I mean, it, it is as easy as that. I'm not as, I'm not comfortable discussing this right now. And I will so. add, I don't care who's asking you. I know a lot of times people, or at least I've heard like my grandma or somebody yeah. that like of a level of authority in your family is the one asking, so you feel obligated. I'm going to tell you, I don't agree with that logic. If it's an inappropriate question, it's an inappropriate question, no matter who it comes from. And you don't have to be rude, but you can also just say, no, I'm not answering that. Yeah, you can answer it respectfully if it's someone that you respect, if it's someone that, I mean, most people mean well by it. It is a thing, but it's still inappropriate. It's still not an okay question to ask. And sometimes it's important to educate those people on that. Yeah. And I think you do have a responsibility of knowing your triggers. So I yeah. do recommend that you are communicative to whomever you're going Um, if you're uncomfortable discussing that, or if there's going to be family members there that don't know your experience, your journey, or your thoughts on being a parent, it's okay to have those conversations beforehand, or just simply texting on the saying, Hey, I'm not going to be discussing this situation. Yeah. Yeah. And my final, um, word of advice was this is your life. You are free to live it. However you want, you are not accountable to anybody except for yourself. And maybe, I don't know, maybe your spouse, if that's. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your dogs. And your dogs. And, yes. Yeah. That's about it. But um, live it however you want. If you don't want to go to events, don't go to events. If you want to leave events, leave events. No yeah. one is forcing you to do anything. Choose what's going to make you happy. Yeah. And if there's something that is personally triggering you or something that you want help prepping on, and we didn't touch it on this episode, let us know. Our goal here is to talk through some of our experiences, the main things that stand out, to be a voice if you need help and to also maybe educate those that you're going to interact with and maybe get them in a better place. Yeah. And this, um, this might go without saying, but this message for um, listeners who may not be childless, but you may know about a child. um, We love you. We appreciate you but we don't need your advice. We don't need you to tell us about somebody's infertility or um, somebody's great story about success. You're trying to survive and we're trying to move on. And um, if you, if someone wants to have that conversation, that's fine, but don't offer your advice. Don't ask when someone's going to have kids. Um, those are inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'd say about just that. because you're doing it from a good place doesn't mean it's going to have that impact. So maybe just refrain yeah. and the people who want to discuss their situation will organically bring it up to you. It's, it's definitely not your place to start those conversations. So just yeah. fall back and compliment their shoes, people. Yeah. That let us know if you have any specific questions. Again, we're here to help. Uh, Betsy, tell them how they can get a hold of us. You can connect with us on Instagram at NachoMamaPod. You can email us. You can leave us a voice memo on Anchor. Yes, ma'am. And message either one of us anytime you need anything or whatever you want. 
Yeah, we'll be around to let us know. Um, we are happy to discuss it. I have all of our links and apps in the show notes, so we're pretty easy to get a hang of. We appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you having this discussion with us. Again, let us know if you have a question. We'll throw you into a future episode or we'll do some sort of online posting. Yep. But with that, Betsy, we do you have you any other last thoughts? Nope. We love you. We are thankful for you. And this has been Not Your Mama Pod. Happy holidays. You got this. You're worthy. Thank you, guys. Bye.